What's going on, guys? Hope you are doing well today. It is Caleb, um, and I appreciate you all checking in with me for another edition of the Malaga Drive Hoops Pod. Um, okay, so we I wanted to use this pod. You know, there's a, there's obviously the big news, uh, and I feel good. it's not the big news. There's there's much bigger news, but um, I, the NBA is back, which is awesome. You know, I'm I'm really excited that the NBA is back. It's obviously my favorite sport. It's obviously my favorite league. Um, You know, the NBA has brought me just a a ton of happiness um, in my life. And so I'm obviously very excited. But um, this is just such a crazy time in the world right now. And I don't think, I mean, I think some people understand that. But I I don't think everyone quite understands the magnitude of of what's going on right now. And so it just, for the past week even, I felt kind of weird about even you know, posting stuff on Instagram or, you know, having a, a podcast just solely about basketball because it's just, it's like, it's not even that important right now in the, in the grand scheme of things. There's, there's just so much important things going on right now. So, um, it would have been easy for me and I'm not, I'm not even giving myself a pat on the back. I'm trying to talk through my, my thought process, but it would have been easy to, kind of you know again I have a very small po- podcast I don't have this this large platform but and and even more so the, I think the reasoning behind that so it would have been easy for me to just you know kind of glance over it continue to do what I'm doing you know don't make a statement just you know not concern myself with this because my, my my podcast is about basketball and I, I understand that but I think um I'd be doing myself and and uh, the people around me and, and people in general, a disservice. Um, and it, you know, I struggle to come up with the right words to, de- to describe, you know, how I feel and, and what's been going on. And, and I hate using the word I because it's, you know, it's not about me. It's, it's about so much more. But I think it's important for me to at least for five, ten or so minutes, you know, talk about what's been going on. Um, because it's, it's crazy that we live in this world right now where, you know, a a race can be mistreated legitimately just because of their skin color and because it doesn't affect, you know, everyone else, that's not that race. People just don't think it's important and haven't thought it's important. Um, and that's just, it's terrible. It's, it's, it's honestly truly terrible. And so I wanted to you know, just briefly cover some things. Um, and I would say for a while, you know, I don't know the exact time in my life where I started to, I I think honestly, a big reason why I, I was maybe keyed into it a little bit earlier is because I, I just watch follow sports so, so closely and, 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 and specifically the NBA is a predominant, I mean, obviously there's, you know, it's branched out a lot of European, a lot of what, but it's, it's a lot of African Americans. And so you see, you see them talk about this. And the, the crazy thing to me is when I, I, I consider myself a normal person, when I see these people, you know, talk about how the way they've been treated and how, what they've faced, I see that, like, that's no bullshit, you know, like, that's not something like, 
no one's you can't make that up. That's something you have to see, experience, and feel to be able to talk about. And I've seen it been being talked about for quite some time about the the struggles they have to face, and and the ignorant people look at it like, ah, shut up, you're a millionaire, like shut, like what do you know, like you, and and they they miss the complete whole point in that just because someone was able to overcome those obstacles does not mean those obstacles don't exist, you know. And, and there was a legitimately a time on this earth where African-Americans were not free as a race. Like, think about that. Think about walking around every day knowing that there was a time where you were the only, I mean, I don't want to get into the technicality of it, but it's essentially they were the only race that was not free. They were seen as inferior because of their skin and how how sad that is. And then you see right now, okay, you, you look at athletes like LeBron James or blah, blah, blah. And you're like, oh, we're, we we're better. You know, like why people are like, why are you mad? Like you guys are fine now. And it's like, it it's crazy that a race has to like almost lobby to be seen as equal. Like that, that makes no sense. It's like some people are saying, like you guys have it good enough like no like don't worry like you guys look 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 at how you had it and look how now it's so much better be satisfied and that's it's crazy it's ridiculous and it's it's honestly sad that it took this much this was like you think about it like this essentially was a perfect storm for this to finally happen you know like you look at the just uh, time after time again of black people being killed by police officers for no reason. You have people angry because of COVID they've been pent up. Like they, there's no sport. There's nothing to do. Like there's literally nothing to do. So like it took this for people to start to realize. And it's just sad because it's existed. It's it. I have friends who have talked about, you know, I can't, go for a run at night because it's just not worth the risk. And that's crazy to me. If I'm going to, I run at night hundreds of times and it, it has not crossed my mind once that I might be in danger. And, and so, um, I think the biggest mistake, I think the biggest divide right now, I'd hope that this is the biggest divide and it could be worse. Who knows? And then again, this is a part of me not having experienced it firsthand like African-Americans have, but the big, Biggest divide I feel like is for these other people. You see people like Drew Brees, you know, who who literally they're white. They're white as hell. Like they've they've never experienced it. So in my, their minds, it doesn't exist because they've never experienced it. But how would you have experienced it if you're white? Like that's the whole point. You've never experienced it. And just because you haven't experienced it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. And so I think we really do have a duty to 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 be present, be aware, understand what's going on and, and do our very best to make a, a difference. Um, and, uh, I, I think again, because I, the, the whole Kaepernick thing for me, it, it was a mind, like, excuse my language, but it was a mind fuck when it happened because I felt like it was giving you a direct look into where America still stands right? What, what still exists. And, and it was 
it was glossed over. Like, like people were doing their best, but it was to, to make it known, but it was glossed over by the majority of people. Like this man legitimately lost his job that he was qualified for because he was protesting that he, he literally took a knee during a national anthem for a minute, didn't do anything else, took a knee, and this man lost his job because of that. Because and his knee his knee, all it was symbolizing was, hey, we want to be treated right. And people took like that's crazy to me. Instead of listening to the argument, they told him, they told him what he meant. Like and, and, and the guy lost his job, and you had legitimately people like there's no like like yeah like get out like there's no place like yeah like that that right there just shows like it it still exists you can't lose your job because it, like his message was like please stop killing us please and it, and that's the thing too I I don't want people to think like it's not even just about po- police brutality like there's so much more that goes into how they've been. How, how how they've been mistreated on a day-to-day basis. Like, that's just scratching the surface. And so to see that and then for for it to take this, like this, for now the NFL to be like, all right, all right. And they, they said, all right, you can do. And they still didn't go back and, and apologize. And it, I don't know, man. It, it's crazy. There's just so much work to be done. It's overwhelming. And then you see people hijacking the protests that aren't even that like they're not even there for the reason it's it's just a lot it's overwhelming and i i think right now it's it's got to be love like you you yeah i I mean it's tough to even talk about but you've got to show love you have to stop listen feel understand that you haven't experienced what they've experienced. And just cause you haven't, doesn't make it not real. Like you can go down the line and do your research. Uh, like this is not something that th- th- they're not collectively all going, Oh, like let's, let's all get in on this and, and uh, pretend that we're like, no, like that's something you have to experience and, and truly feel to be able to, you know, push for what they've they've pushed and and uh, I, I don't know man it's just a sad time because you just see so many people just not understanding not 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 listening not really taking the time to to see like they shouldn't have to argue or make a case or lobby to be treated fairly like and and the whole the whole like when it's Black Lives Matter and then people respond like no all lives matter like those people are the densest again excuse my language the densest motherfuckers in the world like yeah you you're literally proving our point no shit all lives matter but that hasn't been the case with black people so that's why we're doing this so if all lives matter then let's then let's treat black lives the way they should be so it's like if if my cat just died and i tell you my cat just died 
and I'm telling you, oh, like, we're going to, you know, throw this funeral, and you tell me, no, like, all cat lives matter. You know, that's probably not even the best analogy, but essentially that's what's happening here, and it it doesn't make sense. Um, and I know I talked about how this is a sad time, and it is a sad time because you just see how alive it is, how real it is when you actually pay attention. Um, and again, not just, and that's not just the racists that are out there, but it's the people that aren't racist that don't understand or don't believe that what black people are saying is true, which is, is sad. Honestly, it is really sad. But at the same time, this, I think has to be seen as, you know, a time. My hope is that this is real that the, what is happening right now is real that it leads to change that it that one day in history books you look back at this time and see damn like they were they really it got to the point where they were fed up it, and obviously it's sad that it took that long but in 2020 that sparked real change and my i hope and pray that we don't look back and, and see this was a fad, that this was something that happened because there was nothing else to do. And that we see all the time things come in and then they come out the door, come leave right out the door almost as quick as they started. And so my hope that this inspires, my hope is, is that this inspires real change that, you know, we look back and this was the start of, of, real change and that this doesn't just head out the door as quickly as it came in. And, um, I just want people to know, you know, that we stand with you. Like there, there are people already that understood and then that's our fault for not speaking up and, you know, it, yeah, it's, it's our fault for not, we, we played a role in it, honestly, for not being, having the balls to, to meet that front on and, and have those tough conversations. Cause I, I mean, I've seen it, I've seen people talk crazy and I've been like, nah, like he's not, it's not worth it, but it is, it, it really is. Anyways. Um, that's my take on it. It's again, it's a little weird for me to talk about, but we're past the, past the point of being, you know, nervous to talk about something that's weird for you. Like, we're talking about lives that being killed and and like we're past that point so i i know you guys for those of you that do listen listen for basketball i know this isn't basketball but i'm honestly okay with that um we're gonna take a quick break and then from here i'm gonna cover the nba again the nba is back very exciting stuff i'm going to cover real quickly for those that try to make it as easy as possible for you guys to understand what the format is um, what's happening around it. There's still a lot of things up in the air, but um, obviously a very interesting format that we've never seen because this has never happened before. Um, it, it's a little weird, so I'm going to explain it in a concise way that I think uh, will clear it up for you guys and then uh, talk a little bit about you know my next steps heading into that and, and what you guys can expect. But I appreciate you guys as always, and uh, we're going to take a quick break and be back. All right, guys, we are, uh, we're back here, and let's talk some NBA. Uh, obviously, great news that it's back, but the um, there's, a, there's a lot up in the air, and it's a little bit of a confusing situation just because, again, we're in unprecedented times. So I uh, wanted to take some time, one, to explain everything, give you a good, concise view of, 
of how the system works because it's a little confusing and I've heard some differing things out there, but I have the facts in front of me. So I'll explain those and, and how it works. I'll go through the odds of um, the teams as well. But basically to, to start, the, the broad overview of this is the NBA is back, right? They're bringing 22 teams to Orlando, Florida to play in Disney World to restart the season. Um, and those 22 games, how the 22 games, those 22 teams and, and how they went about deciding who came was the one, the projected one through eight seeds in both conferences. And then any team that was six games or fewer back. So, um, of the, of the teams that are, were not playoff teams in the East, you have still the wizards playing. I believe they're five and a half back right now, the magic. So, it's going to be tough for them to get in, but they still have a shot. And then in the West, you have the Pelicans, Spurs, Grizzlies, Blazers, Suns, and the Kings. And how this is going to work is every team is going to play eight more games. All, all 22 teams are going to play eight more, quote, regular season games. Um, and it's going to be Summer League style. So for those of you that don't know what Summer League is, Summer League is a tournament in the summer. For younger players who are still developing, trying to take that next step and and just get more run in the summer against NBA caliber guys. Um, And it's it's like AAU for those of you that that have played AAU. Um, And so it'll be a similar thing. I think games start around like 12, at least here on the on the on the West Coast for us. Um, And they'll just be cycling through them all day, which I'm I'm super stoked for. Obviously, it's different. And I I get why, you know, there's going to be a lot of people out there saying, oh, this is you know, this doesn't count, but I think it counts more than ever because this is, this is pure basketball. You know, this, there's no fans. This is who stayed locked in. Who's who, who, who did it mean the most to? Honestly, I think that's what it comes down to and and we'll see. Um, But anyways, getting a little bit off track, but the, the confusing part about this is um, when they stopped the the season, uh, there were plenty of teams that, like the Blazers take, for example, have played like four more games than the Pelicans. And so there's just so many different, like like different teams have played different amounts of games. And so it, that it was a tricky situation. But essentially what will happen is at the end of the eight games, they'll be all, you know, ranked or the standings will look like, um, be ranked in order of, of winning percentage. Um, and eight will play nine in a play-in game. So, and that is if nine is within four games of eight. Right now, nine is three and a half games back of the Grizzlies. So conceivably, the Grizzlies could play well and not have to even play a play-in game. Because, and I think the odds right now that they're a playing game are like plus two twenty, which is which is interesting. Um, but the Grizzlies have a fairly okay schedule, and I'll go into all the teams and their schedules as well. Um, but but that's what, how how we're looking at it. So if if the the, the Grizzlies are are essentially locked into at least a play play in game, uh, because there's three and a half games out, they could go zero and eight, and teams still have to go like four and four to get into the playing game. And, and mind you, this is the, the games are going to be played against uh, obviously this pool of twenty two, which are are the majority of them are playoff contenders. So it's going to be tough to make up that ground. Uh, I mean, the the Suns even could go. The Suns and Blazers honestly could go eight and zero and still maybe not make it. Um, and so we'll see. We'll see. I want to then um, just touch on the 
dates, right, uh, of everything too, because there's obviously been a lot of change. Um, but June 30th, so that's coming up here in a couple weeks, training camp starts. July 7th, everyone reports to Orlando. July 31st, the regular season starts. And then uh, August 25th, NBA lottery. Uh, they're talking about around October 12th for the last, you know, for the finals. And then NBA draft around the, the thir- 15th, free agency the 18th, and then December 1st, this season beginning. Um, but some of that is fluid. Some of that is fluid. But uh, I wanted to then touch on some of the odds of, of these teams and, and just where they're at. And, and just in general right now, you know, like I said, I'm a huge I'm a huge better and I'm a huge basketball fan. So you combine those like those are my two of my biggest things. Munch and one like I, I go absolutely crazy. So I'm I'm stoked to have this. In fact, I, I will even be um, I think you saw throughout the season. I, I would post my picks sometimes do write ups if I had time. But um, I'm going to be starting a YouTube channel with uh, daily, I would say, overviews of the games. Not necessarily even just like giving my picks, but I'm going to give you every everything you need to know about that game to make an informed decision because I've watched these teams, these players, thousands and thousands of time. And that's what I'm saying. NBA, I think, outside of baseball for me, is still like the hardest to cap because you can know all this, but like there's so much there's so many other things that go into it and i'm saying all of this just to say it's going to be pretty pretty tough to cap to start you know like how much does no home court matter to some of these teams how like how does playing with no fans affect these teams who's going to be the least rusty which players have been working out hard who hasn't really had an opportunity to to work out hard you know like there there's so much uncertainty that comes with this restart that i feel like we're we're going to have to to ease into this thing um because you know generally my method is looking at you know the the talent and how a team's playing uh, and then their form recently and then factoring how much does that home court matter how much how well does the other team play on the road? But a little bit of a long rant just to say that we're about to touch it on the odds for the Western Conference teams to uh, get in. I think I'm going to stay away from this altogether for the, the reasons that I just stated. But I at least want to bring some of these numbers to the table. So if something stands out to you, um, you'll be you'll be ready to go. Okay. So starting off the Pelicans, they're the sexy pick, plus 400. To, and this is, again, not to make the play-in game, but to be the eighth seed when all when it all said and done. Um, at first, I'm like, oh, that's crazy value, plus 400. They just got to get hot. They play the Grizzlies twice. So their schedule, they play the, the Kings twice, Grizzlies twice, Spurs once, and Magic once. And then I believe they're still figuring out the last game. But, I mean... That that's nothing like they're they're avoiding most of the playoff teams in the West, right? They're they're mostly playing teams um, that they're battling with. They're two and zero against the Grizzlies, but I I mean they're worth a stab. I think them or the Spurs, which we'll get to, are probably the two I might touch. But I again too much uncertainty. They didn't play great against good teams, and and even down the stretch. Obviously, I think they have the most talent of these teams fighting right now. But 
but it didn't like they weren't charged into a new gear yet. It almost looked like you everyone counted the Grizzlies out. They they had a tough schedule. They thought they're going to fade out, but they beat the Lakers. They beat the Nets, and and uh, they look like they were not going to go down. While while the Pelicans lost some some definitely some winnable games. Um, and again, not saying that that's going to continue because there's no way to know. But I think 400 is fair. Maybe I'd maybe have at worst price at like 375. But uh, it, it's going to be an uphill battle because, and I don't even know if I noted mentioned this. This is definitely something to note. That's probably the one thing I missed is so let, let's say a team is let's say for example the Grizzlies finish three games above the Pelicans. They're they're eight. The Pelicans are nine. Boom, play-in game. The Pelicans have to beat the Grizzlies twice. The Grizzlies only have to beat the Pelicans once. So, yeah, I think the Pelicans maybe. I'd be interested to see right now because neutral court. There's there's no home court advantage. Boom, first game of the regular season back. Pelicans Grizzlies. I'd be interested to see what the line is. I think the bookmakers would have Pelicans as slight favorites, but I honestly. I'd have the Grizzlies. I, I at worst, I'd have it to pick them, honestly, and, and maybe the Grizzlies as favorite. That just that strikes me as a team that's going to stay locked in. Not that the Pelicans aren't. Um, the Pelicans actually have more vets, but I think every guy on that Grizzlies team just and and all year they just gave off the vibe of like, I mean, no one their, their win total total at the start of the year was set at twenty seven and a half. Like no one really thought anything about him and and the thing is they started off slow but you could see there was just this internal belief of hey we're here and and not just an internal belief of hey we can win but like this team is first and everything that we do it screams team first winning first and it's hard not to like that with this sort of lead too and that and that gets me into the Grizzlies being minus 150 I'm sure you're gonna get out of everything like you can go and in general, you can go across different books and get different numbers, but especially here with this being an unprecedented sort of format, you're going to be able to get a wildly different numbers. If you can get the Grizzlies at plus money to make the, the playoffs at the AC, I think you got to take that minus 150 is about where I, I think I'd have it closer to 70 just because you know, you would for all, unless they absolutely poop themselves, they're going to be the eighth seed in the playoff playing game, and then they have to just win once, and the other team has to win twice. So, uh, for me, like if you're getting them, that I, I don't know, I, I like that price for them. Anyways, um, and and they're 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 also playing the Raptors. Their toughest opponent is the Raptors, and that's. Like the last game, and I, I highly doubt the Raptors have anything to play for at that point. So you're going to be seeing like a lot of Matt Miller, like Terrence Davis, Chris Boucher, which is still pretty good, but um, not not the same as going up against Siakam Lowry and, and uh, all those guys. Um, anyways, moving down, Portland's plus four fifty. Uh, I think that's going to be a sexy pick. Everyone looks like Dame. Everyone looks at like CJ. They were you know Hassan. They were in the Western Conference Finals last year. But this is just a, a really different Portland team. This team has not defended at all the whole year. CJ's been a CJ's been a traffic cone. Melo damn near has been the worst defensive player in the league. 
Uh, still love Melo, but I mean, he's, he's nowhere close to making up for his lack of defense with his offense. Uh, Hassan's a great rim protector, but is out of position, uh, just way too often. Gary Trent is, is getting better, but I mean, you know, they're playing Caleb Swan again, like that they're a mess defensively and they don't have enough offensive firepower to make up for it. I get the big name. I get Portland having been in the playoffs. Uh, I get having Dame, you know, be angry and have this time, but it's just too much ground to make up. I'm not going to say they got screwed by this system. Like, I think that the fact that they even have a chance to do this, uh, they should be thankful for, I, honestly, in my opinion. But, I mean, they they could go 8-0. They're, I mean, right now, I believe, still, yeah, right now, they're three and a half games back. And so, I mean, ain't no, they probably get into the playing game, but I don't, I don't see any, I don't see very many scenarios in which they beat the Grizzlies twice, and then they're still fending off. You know, the, I love it though. Portland, Portland Pelicans and the Kings are all just battling, and they're all three and a half back, and. I, I honestly think at the the odds, I think the Kings might be a, a decent shout. Kings are sitting at a thousand one a plus a thousand one hundred. And that in, in retrospect of Portland, like you're gonna give the you're gonna say the Portland's four fit four fifty and the Kings are a thousand one hundred and they're both three games back. Like I'm not buying that. Um the 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 thing that is working against the Kings in this situation is they um, they have a very tough schedule, uh, and, and the schedule is still being finalized, but I believe the teams that they have locked in right now are are pretty tough. It is going to be an uphill battle, but Kings were another one of those teams that towards the end of the year, they really started to play well. Like, they were they were counted out. They were having an awful year. Bagley was out. You know, Buddy's coming off the bench now, and you're like, all right. You, you, I personally, I didn't write them, write them off, but I was like, all right. And and they just made a push. They I I wish that night, the night that the season got canceled, we were lined up for Kings Pelicans in Sacktown, and I was so excited for that. Um, but we will get that in Orlando. I think at a thousand one hundred, that's a that's a play where you know you you hit that, and if the Kings do get into that playing game, you hammer the Grizzlies to hedge out, make some money there. Um, I think the odds are, are just a little too steep there. Even with the, the tough schedule, I'd have it more seven, eight hundred. But at that point, yeah, that's that's a lot of value, but it's still definitely a long shot and, and there is a lot of uncertainty. So I will probably be staying away. Um but and then I, I did want to touch on the Spurs. The Spurs are a thousand three hundred, so a little bit more long shots than the Kings. They're four out instead of three and a half. Um but I believe it, it doesn't hurt them as bad because they've played one less game than them. So let's say they, you, you know what I mean? So it, it hurts you more when you've played more games, your, your winning percentage. And that's why Portland, having played two more games than the, the Pelicans, uh, two more games than the, the Kings, and uh, three more games than the Spurs, yeah, they're they're essentially gonna have to go eight now. Um, okay, that that's essentially uh, that's my word. I always say essentially, even when it's not needed. So I'm working on that. But um, that is 
my recap on on everything. I believe I want to say I t- touched everything. I mean, there's still a lot in the air in terms of testing, and Adam Silver still has a ton on his plate. Respect to him for for really handling it. Like, I have not heard one person say any negative thing about the way Adam Silver's handled it, which is huge. I mean, you look over across the street at MLB, like 24, 24 teams have even made, like, or six teams have made, my friend, my buddy Tyler texted me, like six teams have made statements on what, what's been going on. They're nowhere close to playing. Like, it's just a tough look. So it, it just makes me all the more thankful for Silver in the league and, and really – the progress they've made as a league. Um, the last thing I did want to touch on is the odds for, um, let's see, making or for winning the finals. And and what I'm seeing around the board right now, um, we're still far ways away. But I'm seeing uh, like in general right now around plus two forty for the Bucks, plus two seventy for the Lakers, plus three forty for the Clippers. Um, between those three, I, I've talked all year about the Clippers, like. That Kawhi looks different. Like Kawhi looks better than last year. He's had such a sneaky good year in so many different areas. He's taken, I think, just a little bit less time off. I think this this amount of time is so. People are going to talk about you know LeBron being old eighty. What I think this time helps the Clippers more than anyone. Like I, I've heard Doc talk about Kawhi. This being huge for Kawhi. He's got this time off. This is Kawhi was made for quarantine. I know he's been getting it. I know he's feeling. Oh, he has to be feeling more rested. You've got you've got PG who's been playing with one a half of a shoulder for like the past two years. Had surgery. I'm not gonna say he rushed himself back, but he did not look like prime PG when he first came back. He's had moments this year, and he's still an elite player. But you've got to think these couple months help him too. Um, and the Clippers were playing good ball. So at 340, I, I'm not going to bet the Bucks at 240 versus the Clippers at 340. When the Bucks have, I mean, to this the, to this point, like they were dominant last year and and ran into a Raptors team last year. That's but worse than both the Lakers and Clippers, and and lost and and definitely had holes. And again, I think you could obviously make the argument this is a different team because it is, um, and, and you know that's got to motivate them a little bit, but. You know, for me, this is, this is, I talk so much about, and and I use this a lot when I argue for staff, but it's true. It's how I believe. Um, This is where, where it matters the most. And so you can do everything you want in the regular season. It's a, I'm not going to go as far to call it a different sport, but it's a different, it's a different game. It's definitely a different game. Um, Things are a lot different. The pace slows down. Game plans are more specific. Game plans are more thought out. Everyone is on the same page. The intensity from start to finish is so high. I mean, these guys got to be exhausted after, and that's why everyone loves watching the playoffs, and that's why the NBA uh, did everything in their power to make sure that they were coming back. So um, long story short, if I had to go between those three, I go Clippers at plus 340, and I'm not even saying necessarily that the Clippers are the most likely, although I think you could make an argument they are. I just think if you're going between the three, and you're getting one at 340 and then the other two at 270 and 240. Like, I'm going to take the 340. If I had to go second, I go Clippers at two or Lakers at 270. And I think Bron Bron is on a mission. And uh, we will see if he has the supporting cast to get him there. 
I love AD. He's had a great, great year. I think he's a defensive player of the year. Um, but uh, he's never been this deep, or, or we'll see how deep they go. Um, then if I have to pick a second or, or a team outside of that top three, just in terms of pure odds, I'll run through the next like five or so after that. You got Rockets at plus 1,200, Celtics at plus 2,000, Raptors at plus 2,000, Nuggets at plus that 2,000. 500 heat plus 2500 sixers plus 2500 i think i i get the rockets i think there's there's some appeal there to me just because we have not seen that sort of basketball being played and that's got to be i mean i'm sure teams will come up with good game plans but it's something you've never seen so uh, you know you there's some sort of uncertainty there but at plus 1200 like that's not enough for me. I, I if they were back in the range with the Celtics, Raptors, Nuggets in the in the plus two thousand, uh, that's something maybe I look at. But I'm passing at plus one thousand two hundred. I'm passing at plus two thousand for the Celtics. There are a lot of people's sexy pick. They have a lot of sexy players. You look at Tatum. You look at Brown. You look at Kemba. You look at Gordon Hayward. They're sexy. They have four guys that go and go get you an absolute bucket in isolation, but are not selfish, and they're a great defensive team. So I get that. For me though. I don't think Daniel Tice is enough to bang with some of these bigs um, in the East and, and more so even in, in the finals if they were to somehow to get there. Uh, Daniel Tice is not going to be able to match up with Joel Embiid consistently, and we've seen that uh, in years – in really the past couple of years. Every time Joel matches up against the Celtics, he's a problem. Um, and, and I don't really see anything that's going to change that. And, and the same thing with, with Giannis, they have no one to really put on Giannis. So great defensive team as a group, but struggle when there's a person like Giannis or, or Embiid to guard. Um, and I, I'm sure Brad Stevens will draw things up and, and they do have a lot of firepower, but I'm going to lay off at plus 2000. I would rather honestly hit the Raptors at plus 2000. Uh, I know to some people that might be crazy, I, and again, I don't think they're going to win the finals, but at plus 2,000, that's something I think you entertain. You could make, I'm not going to do it, but you could make the argument they're better this year without Kawhi. They're just more well-rounded. Guys are guys are so locked in there. Like I, I would encourage you this these playoffs, if you're really a hoop guy uh, and enjoy this type of thing, Spend a game watching the Raptors play defense, especially in the playoffs. Maybe not the regular season, but whoever they're playing, they're going to have a game plan on defense. Specific, you know what? I just decided on on live video. I'm going to make a video about the Raptors defense and and just how fun it honestly is for me to watch and and how they just get after it on defense and are always rotating, always moving always get into the right spots and, and just they they know every five all five players that they're going against they know their strengths and weaknesses and they're going to do their very very best to get whoever takes that shot to take it in a spot that's not super comfortable for them so at plus 2000 that's such an experienced team they literally won it all last year obviously lost Kawhi and Danny Green but Siakam's taking a jump Powell's taking a jump Van Vliet's taking a jump Gasol's coming back uh Terrence Davis has been huge for him Boucher has been huge for him in limited role. Um, and that's just an experienced team that knows how to win. <clears throat> so uh, I, I don't mind tossing a, some change on that. Anyways, 
this has been i think that, that that about covers it i appreciate you all for tuning in hope you're staying safe hope you're staying healthy um like i said starting that youtube soon with with different nba videos slash betting it's it's my passion i'm excited to do it um let me know if you have any ideas if you want to hop on the pod i appreciate you all tune i'll, I'll be back uh here on monday of next week Thanks again for listening, guys. Hope you uh, have a great rest of your week. Peace.